bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart cause they're not gay two bros two bros five feet apart cause they're two bros one of your hosts my pronouns are he she i'm devin i'm your other host uh my pronouns are he him i am emory your third host my pronouns are they she he uh before we get into it can i just like explain can i just like describe my immediate surroundings please do i i've been dire to hear the setup that's right yeah, so I just moved into a new house. Uh, I am new currently, house who yeah, new house who dis. Uh, I I forgot to bring my office chair, so I'm currently sitting on the floor. Uh, I also did not yet fully set up my office, so I'm in a closet. Uh, uh, just uh, just leaning on a plushie so that I don't. Uh, not leaning up, but just my back against the hard wall for, like, the full however many hours this recording takes. Uh, I got my microphone that I'm just gonna be holding with my hand this entire time, plugged into my phone, hoping the recording app works. Oh my and, god. Uh, and I got Discord on my tablet, <laughs> so this I'm rules. in good shape. See... Uh, I got a water bottle to my left and a sandwich on a paper plate with two bites out of it to my right. I'm living the dream. This fucking rules. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is what the this is what them bitches on the radio during World War II were doing. Yeah, this is how professional podcasters do it. You are like a, you're like um, a true freedom podcaster. You know, you're just yeah, like you you're in your bunker. Be, you're out there in the trenches. Just your delivering fucking... the good word of holes to yeah, the people. That's exactly watching holes. Right. In your fucking bunker talking about how this is our hole. It was made for us. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is my hole. It was made for me. Exactly. <laughs> God, what if I like fucking move? What if like I just like fucking moved uh, like some of the, 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 the paneling off in the basement and I found a me-shaped hole in there? New houses are fun. As we were talking, uh, I got an idea for an incredible podcast, which is we just choose a word and then such uh-huh. as whole, and then we each just like, without telling the others, pick a piece of media that has it in it and just talk about it. <laughs> and I was like, could you imagine uh-huh. me on a podcast where someone's talking about the movie Holes and the other person's talking about the fucking Amigara fault? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what this episode is going to be, isn't it? I think it is. At least to some extent. I will be referencing this is my hole is made for me multiple times, so I'm sorry for everybody. No, I think we I think we knew what I think the audience knew uh, what they were in store for when they uh when they clicked on the whole podcast. Yeah, when they signed up for this. When we locked them in this room. <laughs> Y'all bitches right, should I gotta make Gotta make the obligatory reference. Uh, Holes is Naruto Shippuden filler. Yep. Yep. Got that out of the way. Yep, just, yep. just regular facts here. The thing about that is Sky has never seen Naruto Shippuden or Naruto Shippuden filler. So, mm-hmm. should we explain? Or should we just let it hang? I can't wait for... 
I can't wait for Never No Peace. I would love to hear an episode of that. Oh my god. Horrible. <laughs> also a great idea for a podcast. Watch an anime, but only the filler, and try to piece together the plot. So true. Hey, wow. <laughs> hey, wow. Hey, wow. Hey, wow. So, what is this book slash movie holes about? I would holes. love to learn. Oh, this book slash movie holes. Um, it's about uh, fate and how once your family is cursed, you are merely a puppet in that curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have no free will. It is only the whims of uh, ancient machinations. It's about how sometimes a guy in the past says you all you need to eat is onions and then in the present it becomes true it's about how sometimes when a random lady says your family will dig holes for the next 100 years you have no choice in this uh you just gotta do it you just end up doing it is the thing you just now you now you dig holes or if you're a little bit evil you outsource the digging of holes to a bunch of youths Mm mm-hmm Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think this book has anything to say about, like, the carceral system, especially as it applies to children? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I don't, Perhaps. It'd be a little weird if it did, honestly. Yeah, that'd not be gonna crazy. Lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it would, you know, I think it would be a little bit far-reaching of a children's book to say that you would have to be an actual psychopath to, uh, to own to uh, operate a juvenile prison, yeah. (laughs) You'd have to be a psychopath to run a prison, and you'd have to be like a special kind of psychopath, literally cursed by fate to run a children's juvenile detention center. You would have to be the kind of like actual fucking supervillain who puts venom in her, snakes venom in her nail polish, and then smacks you in the face with it you would have to be like the kind of person who decides what you're going to do with your juvenile detention center is force kids to literally just dig holes just dig holes to nowhere to nothing to ain't shit just dig a hole just continue the cycle of abuse just continue to dig the fucking hole Mm -hmm. just keep digging as we all know from as we all know from Puritanism, uh, actually, like work will set you free. Working hard, working hard, and suffering, and uh, just causing yourself incredible amounts of pain and hardship will make you morally just, even if all you're doing is putting a little hole in the ground. Yeah, it's the physical act of labor uh, that fixes your brain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's the only way to get. That's the only way to get into heaven, really. Yeah, and that's why we should put those youths, particularly black youths, to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly keeps them out of trouble. Yeah, the racial minorities and and the economic underclass and the disabled. Yeah, those three. I think. I think in particular, just like really need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not me uh, saying that out of nowhere. That's just that's just how it be. I don't make the rules. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's exactly how the founding fathers wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, I asked them. <laughs> yeah, I say, hey, yo, founding fathers. I'm pretty fathers, sure that's what's up. 
I'm pretty sure that's like one of in one of like the back pages of the Constitution that no one ever reads all the way through to. Yeah, it's like stuck to a little piece of gum on the Constitution that just say make them kids yeah. dig holes. That's just how it be. <laughs> exactly. And it's well, like, damn, shit's crazy. It's not that far back. It's the Thirteenth Amendment. Well, you know. <laughs> You know. That one was make anyone with a complexion darker than a piece of toast uh, dig holes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's about peaches and onions. Uh, yeah, the two genders. Yeah. yeah. The two genders. Peaches and onions. The two somethings. Are you a peach or are you an onion? Yeah. And sometimes you can share an onion with your soon-to-be husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On God's thumb. On God's green thumb. On God. On God. On God. But in order to make it to the thumb, you have to first share some peach goop. Yeah, just share some Gwyneth Paltrow peach goop. Um, Exactly. Mm. The face Sky just made as I said those words was truly a delight. Um, I'm so (laughs) sad this isn't a visual medium. (laughs) I'm going to start recording our recordings with a camera. And so I can just, like, take screenshots of Sky's face whenever I say words. See, it is a shame yeah, today well, because I did dress like Sigourney Weaver as close as I possibly could in the, the rattlesnake nail scene. Thank God for Sigourney Weaver in this fucking movie. I think every podcast really just needs to uh, be released with a series of time-stamped images of just the hosts making expressions. I think that's how we're really going to push the medium forward. Yeah, people say, sorry, this isn't a visual medium. You can't see what I'm doing. I think it's it should be. It's multimedia, but it's just Snapchat. Yeah, it's multimedia, <laughs> but it's just like two pictures of someone just making bizarre faces. And you have to be like, I wonder what at what point in the podcast that was. Mm -hmm. Just like a bunch of images that say presented without commentary, try to tag them to the point in the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like when they started making movies in 3D. It's like, wow, I I love, it's, you're you're adding a whole new dimension. What's, what, what, what could be better than this? Yeah, some say taking screenshots of the uh, hosts while they're recording Maybe, may even be the 40 of podcasting. <laughs> remember when they tried to make that a thing? not just a YouTuber? Ma- remember when they tried to make that happen? When they were like, this is 40. Yeah. We're piping in shitty smells into your movie theater as you watch the movie. Oh my god. Yeah. We'll throw shit like, at what you if... when you watch Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, like what if Shrek really yelled really loud and kind of sprayed some spittle and they like sprayed water at you when that happens? Wouldn't yeah. that be it's like, the next, just some next level shit? It's like going to any floor show of Rocky Horror, but without any of the charm or like the bizarre energy that being at a floor show at midnight gives you. What is this movie about? Oh, yeah, the movie. <laughs> this movie. It's about okay. the carceral system. We just went over that. Yeah, we did. Um, so this movie starts out with young little Shia LaBeouf. His name is Stanley Yelnats. Um, it's Stanley spelled backwards. It's Stanley spelled backwards, and he's the fourth, because they just they just keep doing it. It's, it's Neil Bog. It's a goblin spelled backwards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This family loves palindromes. This family also loves smelling feet. Oh, this movie's also about God. feet. This movie's about feet. Largely about feet. Sorry. Um. Hate to say it, but someone's gotta. I mean, yeah. It, they they were saying it. 
Um, anyways. the one. So this movie starts out with um, young Stanley getting bonked on the head with some shoes um, and then getting arrested and then having to go to prison camp for um, um, having said shoes, which were stolen from an orphanage. And everybody's like, damn, what kind of crazy What kind person, of sick fuck? What kind of sick freak would steal from homeless children? Certainly not a homeless child. What kind but, of sick um, fucking freak? would steal shoes that's it, it's crazy um but uh there woo, there's an opening actually this movie starts with a kid at said camp green lake um committing suicide by rattlesnake so that's how the movie starts um, yeah what the oh, hell no <laughs> sorry i, I probably re- should have said where that sentence is going it's an old movie i don't know i feel like sorry though um I actually I read the book and didn't watch the movie, uh, oh. so I'm I I'll, I'll have a slightly different account of things. Thank I bet. God. Uh, Helpful that kid because lived. I He's did in the hospital. not. <laughs> I did not track down the book. I would have liked to. I have read it before, but it has been a really long time, and um, mm-hmm. I was just lazy. Yeah, I have no excuse. <laughs> I thought, hey, I should do that, and I didn't. Yeah, I kind of thought about it so hard that I didn't actually, like, plan anything. You know how it is. Um, Yeah. How does the book start? Just with Stanley? Yeah, no. It starts with him, like, in the court, like, accepting, you know, the decision to go to Green Lake. And then it kind of backfills, like, oh, he's in court because he's in trouble for the shoes. And, uh uh-oh, those shoes were famous. This is the shoes of Mr. Sweet Feet himself. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, he has to go to prison. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, the judge is like, damn, I could send you to prison and not care at all. I that's re- weird. Yeah, right? It's normal things to say to children, except, hmm. Um, but he's like there's an opening at camp green lake so if you want to go there you can go there and he does so um he sends him there he takes a bus ride to the middle of the desert very like you know nothing around for miles and they point that out to him um and oh yeah uh it was a nine hour bus ride to get there incredible And uh, speaking as someone who just made a six-hour drive, uh, fuck that. Yeah, as someone who you know, sometimes it says how, drives like, like three hours, that's interminable. Yeah, and it says in the book how, like, the the both the bus driver and the guard, like, they don't have anywhere, they don't have anything else to do. They're just turning around and driving that nine hours right back to where they came from. It's so fucked up that this place exists. <laughs> yeah. I could not imagine anything more fucked than someone saying, okay, here's your punishment. You have to sit in this bus for nine hours, and then you get to the place yeah. you want to be. I'm like, just teleport me there. I, I, Nothing in this world could be more unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, like, they're just truly just, like, in, like, the fucking... Just like little little shit corner of Texas that God completely forgot. Could you imagine having such faith in the carceral system that you'd make your job the fucker who has to drive the poor children nine hours in the middle of the fucking desert in the Texas baking heat in a shitty bus that you know they don't pipe air conditioning in 
to the desert, and then your job is to turn right the fuck back around. You believe in the car Listen, system it's that rough much, out there. so you're like, this is a noble endeavor. <laughs> this is good, well, listen, actually. Suffering is morally good for you, yeah. so gotta get those kids into heaven somehow. <laughs> and this is how I get into heaven. This is how I suffer. I have to <laughs> yeah, drive exactly. a bus nine hours to get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, after I die of dehydration, I will receive my eternal reward. My eternal reward for driving small children to the middle of the bumfuck desert. Thank you, God. Yeah, I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. But uh, yeah, my, he sure fucking does. My path is pretty set ahead of me. <laughs> uh. The mysterious way is about a nine-hour drive one way in the middle of nowhere and a nine-hour drive back in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. That's right. Um, so in comes Mr. Sir. He's like, I don't know, big kind of scary Texas guy, I guess. And he's like... Yeah, kind of like doing the drill sergeant thing yeah. of just being like, you know, just, just fucking making sure these kids know who's in charge and doing it in the most asshole way possible. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see his Facebook profile picture in my mind so clearly. Oh, yeah. Sunglasses on in his truck. Yeah, like right mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. his nose somehow. Like, just yeah. inc- like an angle that you would think would be really uncomfortable to take a photo at. Like passport photo angle. Yeah. But just like. <laughs> He's taking a photo in front of a statue of Jesus on the cross, and in each hand, Jesus is holding a fish. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's making posts talking about what he would do to these uh these these uh thugs if they were in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just like a kid who like maybe punched a window a little bit. Uh-huh. He's like, if those fucking thugs were in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And you're like, alright, man. Okay, bestie. <laughs> Sick dude. <laughs> so that's Mr. Sir. That's Mr. Sir. Um, He's kind of telling Stanley, like, the lay of the land and that, you know, um, yeah, basically he's in charge. And then um, about, you know, shower tokens and stuff, that's mostly, um, I forget what he even introduces himself as because the rest of the book and movie, they call him mom. The, like, counselor. Oh, Podansky. Um, Yeah. Um, he comes in and he's like, wow, I'm the nice guy here to be the counselor. Um, I believe that I respect you. And you, there's just no light in his eyes when he looks at him. Um, he's, I hate him. Yeah, kind of, st- definitely, definitely kind of playing the good cop to uh, Mr. Sir's bad cop, but definitely still a fucking cop. Yeah, the, if he's the good cop, but since you're a cop, the good cop is, now, he may be mean to you guys, but what you should know is that you deserve it. Yeah. And that you're here for a fucking reason. Uh-huh. And this is all your fault. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Let's... Let's all pray together about how you can turn your lives around. Let's all pray about how you fucking deserve it and how this will uh, set you on the right path. And I will not use any of the nicknames these children come up with. I will instead use their um par- their their God's given. I mean the name their parents gave them. I will use the name on your birth certificate. I swear to God. Yeah, I, I have to. 
Yeah. I will dead name you, and also, if you have, like, any type of developmental disability, you are, like, lower than dirt to me. You are lower than Phil. I will not even pretend to respect... I will not even pretend to respect you. So he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a great dude. Yeah, the one kid in the he's camp so cool. who, uh, who he doesn't use their real name is uh, the kid that they all call Zero. And uh, Zero doesn't talk to anybody except when Stanley is like, oh, yeah, I'm in for, um, uh, I stole some shoes. They were this guy's shoes. And um, Zero says, oh, did they have red X's on them? He's like, uh oh. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Uh oh. Uh-oh. 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 I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably fine and normal. Um, they they start digging some holes, man. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this movie, like, thematically, but, like, it just, just does... It's a movie about them digging holes. They, I don't know they, what to fucking tell you. They, they go out and dig some holes. They Stanley gets involved with a, a, a youth gang... Uh, because they're like, hey man, you better dig your hole good or we'll bully you. And he's like, sure. And they're like, if you find anything instead of hole, give it to me. And he says, not great, but sure. And that's it for that. It's, um, yeah. It's established pretty early on that, uh, oh, they're not just digging holes. They are doing grunt labor for some shitty maniacal power hungry treasure hunter because ooh if they find anything interesting they're allowed to take the day off oh i wonder what they're looking for mhm mm. mm. yeah it's kind of a fun little mystery it's like they're like no you're out here to build character but if you find anything interesting but if you find any character in that ground <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Wink, wink. Yeah, if you find something that's not character, if you find, like, something physically and Tangible. monetarily valuable. <laughs> if you find anything that's physically real, um, yeah. you should give it to me, We though. would love to know about it. I would literally be so happy if you gave it to me and let me know about it and the exact location that it was hidden. And remember, I yeah, own you'll be this ex- uh, facility, so if you do find anything, legally it is mine, mm-hmm. actually, also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you give me something, like, sh- if you give me something uh, expensive, then actually uh, your sin for the day is, uh, is, uh, yeah, then your sin for the day is, uh, is, is, is cleansed for you, and you can, you can skip the rest of your work mm-hmm. and suffering. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've heard mention of the warden a few times, like, oh yeah, don't piss off the warden. Who's that? Oh, there, she's in that trailer over there. Don't, don't go near there. Don't piss her Is off. Is this thing just like runoff indulgences? Um, you know how if you find something nice and you give it to the nice warden lady, she forgives your sin for the day. Is it just indulgence? I, they, it's <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I'm just trying to keep on this theme of uh, them working off sin. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Thanks for indulging me. Um, uh, so there's, I don't know if we want to, they start talking about um, kissing oh, Kate ta- Barlow here. We want to talk about the, the dramatic backstory that uh, is the inciting incident for all these people being doomed to this fate. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like it'll come up more naturally than here. I don't remember exactly what's mentioned here. Um, basically, yeah. I there mean, once was a guy who was shoveling pig shit, and uh, he wanted to marry the pig shit owner, uh, his daughter. And uh, he's like, damn, I, all I do is shovel pig shit. I can never get the daughter. And so a cool witch who was Eartha Kit said, okay, if you do these things and also you carry me up a mountain, you will get the daughter. If you don't, I will put a witch's curse on your entire family forever, by the way. And yeah. he said, oh yeah, sure. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a witch in the book. It was a, it was a G-slur. Yeah, that's so why I'm going to say witch for now. Yeah. 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 I'll stick Real with word Romani, too. but you know, I'm not gonna say the word. Yeah. 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 Their last name is Zeroni. It's in like a weird, uh, unknown uh, European country. So you, anyone who uh, has a brain cell listening to us, can probably figure it out. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah. So that's um. The the family has uh, um <clears throat> is gonna be cursed if uh, if Elia after carrying the pig up the mountain and singing every day, getting the pig fat enough and going and marrying the daughter doesn't come back and carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He had to carry a pig up a mountain. Mm-hmm. Pigs are big. Yeah, it was to get strong. That man is ripped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homegirl was dumb. That's true. That's true. Homegirl did not probably know what marriage was either. Was just like, what? Okay, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Sorry, the next thing I had was that they were talking about the CG lizards. Um, No, but so, yeah, he he does the thing. He gets the pig big and he goes to the, the, the mud barn guy and is like hey here's my pig and both pigs weigh the same as the competitor so like you know uh the daughter gets to decide and she's like well um both of these guys are kind of equal to me so pick a number between one and ten um and elia gets his feelings all hurt and says fuck you i'm just gonna go to america and uh find a wife there um yeah but uh uh-oh and forgot about madame zaroni yeah, it is impl- yeah, it's I forget if we said this, but it's implied that the, the reason that his pig was merely equal to the another the other pig and not slightly superior was that he didn't uh carry the pig up the mountain on the final day or carry Madame Zeroni up as promised. Mm, the start of his downfall. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that detail made it in the up. movie, but that's good. I like that. He did write the screenplay, but I'm sure it's a good screenplay. He, you know, you can't get everything in. Um, yeah, you only have so much movie to make a movie with. Exactly. Um, so yeah, he um, <clears throat> he goes to America, and oops, the whole the whole timeline is screwed now. Uh oh, you're all trapped in the irreversible realm of a curse placed on your family. Mm-hmm. All of fate and reality has been bent towards this will. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This kind of the ways in which the uh, the 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 current story like connects to the past past story. It's like very much like 
you know, history repeating itself and and sort of fate happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's, you're it's, just it's, a slave it, it, it to also, fate. Yeah. Yeah, it it's put together very nicely in the in the way where like you know you, you kind of start off with these two seemingly un unre- mostly unrelated stories and then like by the end of it like everything ties together really tightly. I do uh, love uh, stories of which characters are buffeted by the wheels of fate. And they're like, exactly. huh? It's weird that we just by chance uh, ended up together, and I'm like, you fucking idiots. I love this in so many ways. Like, I'm trying to, you know, talk about the plot and stuff so we, like, you know, have some ground base. But honestly, just as a story, I like, like, I don't know. I like all of what it has to say, and I think the way it tells it is really, really good. I think it's very tightly wound and, like, you know, the structure of, like, the past story and the current story and how they tie together is very, it's, I don't know. You know it's tightly wound. These detention center wardens... (laughs) They're fucking on it. They're on one, making that, these kids dick holes. That is true. Um, Mr. Sir. Um, tightly wound. Extremely tightly wound. Um, <clears throat> we hate John Voight, but um, he did kind of put his pussy into this in the movie. <laughs> He's just kind of gallivanting around. Um, the CG lizards are also incredible. There's these yellow spotted lizards, and whenever they aren't being dangerous, they just have, like, you know, iguanas. <laughs> Like, or I don't know what, like, I'm not a lizard person necessarily. I've seen iguanas, but like, you know, they're lizards um, that are very chill and just sitting there. And then whenever they have to be vicious or bite somebody, it's these incredible CG lizards. It's this like god awful made on a budget early 2000s CGI that you look at and you're like, wow. It's bad. <laughs> like, Incredible. bad that when you're young, you're like wow, that looks bad. And then when you watch it now as an older adult, you're like, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know if the uh, lizards were, uh, how, how, how closely they stick to the description in the book. Because in the books, they have, uh, you know, uh, yellow, yellow scales with, I think, like different yellow spots on them. Uh, they got red eyes, uh, black teeth, and a white tongue. How many? How many of those uh, points are? They are don't have the white the, tongue, the but everything else is basically spot the fuck on. I don't think they have black okay, teeth okay. either. No, they, they do. Have... Oh, did they? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had like. They're basically green with like it's something like eleven exactly yellow dots. Yeah. And, yeah. I love how this uh, guy. Had to make like a fictional animal when the characters in this talk about rattlesnakes. He's like rattlesnakes aren't deadly enough. Rattlesnakes aren't deadly yeah. enough for my cool lizard. There has to be an extra cool lizard. That's there just... has to be like this Rattles... demon lizard. Just a one hit KO. Rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes will sometimes make you sick without killing you, and we can't have that. We can't have the possibility that these kids got just like a lethal bite from a rattlesnake. No. It has to be there is this lizard that is a fucking one-hit KO. It is a tap-out if they bite you. Yeah, we this... need... We need a lizard that when it shows up, you immediately spot the Grim Reaper hovering over the character's shoulder. This fucking lizard has tetrodotoxin, and if it, it bites you, it's fucking over. It is over from there. That's right. 
Well, there needed to be two different types of venom out here because um, uh, the warden needed some kind of venom that wouldn't uh, kill Mr. Sir if she scratched his face all sexy with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so there needed to be. Thank you, We Sigourney needed to Weaver. establish that rattlesnake venom wouldn't necessarily kill you. <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much about rattlesnakes. I'm pretty sure if a rattlesnake bites you and you do not have like a poison care kit within 24 hours of you, you are donezo. I mean, it depends on how much. Uh, uh, like if you're dehydrated, perhaps. I was going to say yield goes into the bite, but I don't think that's the right word. I don't know anything about lizards. That was not the field of uh, study I went into for animals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or reptiles. Is payload the word you were don't looking have for? I mean, they do. <laughs> well, <laughs> not <laughs> venomous. <laughs> Imagine, though. Vampire horse. One day I'll talk about that one movie where um, it was, I think my family, my neighbors are a vampire or something, because there are vampire cows in that, and I just, I have to talk about it to somebody. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think there's queer bait in that. Those boys hang out with each other a lot. (laughs) They sure are standing next to each other. I could spin it. It's fine. (laughs) I love bringing a, yeah, I love bringing a piece of media on this show, being like, yeah, there might be some gay stuff in here anyway. I, I love look doing at, it because then I can say I can spin is. it and everyone sees what a <laughs> what a fucking uh, facade we run here. You know. <laughs> We're a professional podcast. I'm in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> Come out of the closet. It's fine. We won't judge you. It's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in the nature of our podcast, I... probably recording in a closet is like the truest thing we could do. Yeah, you that's know? that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how's digging them holes going? <sighs> digging up them. Oh, holes. it's um, it's turns out physical labor is really really hard, and it hurts you and does things to your body. Yeah. Damn, and that's also so true. eating a tortilla with honey and then beans for dinner. Not great. And also like only getting a small cup of water once every few hours. Yeah, it turns out that does a lot of fucked up things to your body. In the hot sun. Yeah. You know. Oh, you know the bathrooms there must go crazy. Ooh. Oh yeah. Is that why they're digging so many well, holes is to bury it all? That's the word. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. How much are they how much are they uh how much are they really going if they're that dehydrated? I think I think they're just saving it all up. Are you telling me that they've been eating they nothing but like tortillas, honey, and beans? And also they're so dehydrated that they're a bit constipated? Yes. That sounds like a living hell. Can we talk that about that for like a second? Worst... You like... No! That sounds it's like the worst thing you could do to your body. I hate it. <laughs> I just... It's terrible. <laughs> like you're constipated, but you know your tummy is going fucking crazy. <laughs> like, damn. Get these kids some prunes or something. Get them some water, the get them some prunes, system. get them some Metamucil. 
I mean, yeah, the problem is that diarrhea causes dehydration. So, like... I know! I don't know what they're doing that these kids aren't literally dropping, like, flies. <laughs> but they're really salty beans. Like, so salty. And then they just drink a lot of water. But they don't! We know they don't! Yeah. yeah. Unless, like, at night, they're, like, putting IVs into those fucking kids. Well, I meant they probably get water with, like, dinner or whatever, and then, like, maybe they just have, like, a, a you know, not a cooler, but a jug. You know? Yeah, yeah maybe. when I was reading about this camp, I was like, boy, this would have killed me in about five minutes if I went here as a child. I got, like, migraines and threw up a lot, just, like, going to regular scout camp. Mm -hmm. uh, my constitution would not last a goddamn minute in this Texas fucking This Texas with zone. a curse on it, son. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> This Texas witch's curse, uh, hell, hell town. Yeah. This lake with, like, a witch's curse and also, like, an another unrelated witch's curse on it. Mm -hmm. Two curses. That's right. For the price of one. <laughs> there are a lot of curses in this book. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. about the curse of fate. Not just the one. It's like the carceral system, but also there's like <laughs> some curses are being laid down. I mean, it's a good metaphor. Yeah, you know. I think. The carceral system is a curse. Yeah. And needs to be destroyed. So true. Yeah. The things our ancestors did, like, have consequences in the present. Yeah. That's a curse. Like causing it not to rain for a hundred years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're such a shitty racist that the town that you live in just dries up. That it just never rains. <laughs> in like 20 years, kids are going to read this book and think it's nonfiction. That's so fucking true. They'll be like, yeah, of course, it has never rained in Texas ever for like literally all time. <laughs> what do you mean exactly. it rained on when, when they broke the curse? Why would it rain? <laughs> just that's crazy. <laughs> We only get hurricanes here. That's There's right. never just any regular rain. <sighs> yeah. What a time to be a podcaster. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I'm always saying so true. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in 20 years will be like the peak time to be a podcaster. The world's falling apart and you're like, so. Exactly. We'll be, about... we'll all be down in our bunkers and we'll just still be podcasting. Everyone just be saying, saying they're just we'll like, We'll be rewatching Hunter Hunter. Yeah, how about that newest Hunter Hunter chapter? Oh my god. Damn, how about Boruto 2? <laughs> yeah, how about Naruto? <laughs> Not Naruto, Noruto. Do you think in Naruto, um, Sasuke and Naruto are living in the same, like, nursing home? Yes, they are. <laughs> Sakura is there, yes. but Sasuke also still refuses to speak to her. That's okay. <laughs> what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah, the carceral system. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, if I think too much about it, I get angry. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we gotta take breaks. It's it's a... Many, many breaks. Uh-huh. It's a heavy book. Even though it's not, yeah. you know? But it is. Um, 
recording a podcast is like digging a hole. It's physically and mentally draining to you. But it will and set you, you free. you will die of dehydration. But it will um, cause you to say, I don't know, enter the kingdom of heaven. That's right. Yeah. Podcasting will cleanse your soul. If this podcast doesn't get me into heaven, I don't know what will. <laughs> That's what I'm always saying. Right? Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think God's looking at this and giving us the old thumbs up. <laughs> That's me true. Too. I think he's like, yeah. Hell yeah. I'll pop an earbud and listen to that. Why not? <laughs> okay. How much in the book to this point have we had kissing Kate Barlow? Uh, none. Because it's kind of intermittent. We really haven't had any. Um, this is the first part where we get uh, a nice cool lady who teaches out of school and uh, Sam, the black snake oil salesman. Yeah. Who rides into think, town talking about onions. Pretty early on in the book, it does plant uh, kissing Kate Barlow mm-hmm. because, like, when it's going through. Uh, Stanley's family history it it actually I think really early on it says like how it just kind of offhandedly mentions how like oh the 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 family's like the you know first thing in their like string of bad luck was you know uh Stanley's great-grandfather the first Stanley Yelnats uh you know was got robbed in the desert in America by kissing Kate Barlow and then that just kind of gets doesn't get brought up again for like half the book Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that's what we like in the business to call foreshadowing that's right Mm -hmm. one of those loose ends that's gonna get tied up Um, yeah Chekhov's kissing Kate so yeah around this time um I mean there's okay so there's either zero can't read or kissing Kate Barlow right now but um we can talk about Sam and Kate for a second so we have Kate and she's the school teacher in this town and this is I think so in the movie um Stanley has a little like vision of Sam when he like pulls up to the town I don't know if he's like seeing ghost visions or stuff in the books or anything uh you just tend to do that sometimes no no, Stanley doesn't know shit about his ancestors except like the uh the the stories he's heard like from his parents. I think this is Larry the movie just being like how do we uh, seamlessly tie this together? What is Larry like you're getting heat visions of the past, but mm-hmm. also it's a convenient way to say, "Uh we're in the past now." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so anyways, um Sam, I'm sorry. He's a snake oil salesman. Yeah, he's he just like... He's snake oil selling onions. He's an onion oil salesman. He sells like onion juice that keeps away the lizards, crazy, and other onion-related things. The fact that that's true. Yeah, it does. Um, he, he wouldn't lie. Um, that's true. And there's there's some chemistry he between him that... and the teacher, uh, Catherine, Kate, and she, you know, they, yeah. they're trading onions for peaches and stuff, and they're very cute with each other. He says that onions will cure all your illnesses, and also it's the only food you need to eat ever, and he's fucking correct. It's true. Yeah, in the fiction of this, he is fully right. Also, also, also. If you live in this specific town, you should have a lot of onions in your diet. Yeah, you should somehow grow onions in this godforsaken section of Texas. 
And then the horrible lizards that kill you on one shot won't kill you on one shot anymore. Well, they just won't bite exactly. you. They yeah, would still kill you if they bit you. But Yeah, they'll say, mm, ew, stinky. But maybe if you did get bitten, you could just eat some onions. Who knows? It might clear up. Uh, and then you would get the lizard's powers. Yeah, you mm. just rub an onion just right into the wound right there. Yeah, it's kind Spider-Man of like... won't be a thing for like another hundred years, working. but it... Spider-Man won't be a thing for, like, another hundred years, but it will be just like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being bitten by a radioactive spider, you got bit by a lizard and then smushed some onion in there to cause it to become radioactive. Yeah. Mm. Because we all know that's how onions work. And then you become part lizard. Cool. Yeah. You become, like, Argonian. Like, yeah, you become like a lizard guy. You like, become the lusty Argonian maid. You become yes. the lusty Argonian maid. <laughs> you become the lusty Argonian maid. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> Gotta give me some of this. <laughs> Gotta give me some of this onion lizard combo. Uh, yeah. So they they trade onions. They trade peaches. They're very um. They're casting looks at each other. It's like a little bit of a, I'm going to look at you, and then she's going to look at me, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to look at her, and she's going to look at me. Um, and then this horrible guy uh, named Trout, who owns the town, uh, is going to be like, and now I'm looking at her, and she's going to be like, and I'm looking away. Yeah, and I'm... Very pointedly looking very away and saying, please leave me alone. Pointedly and desperately looking away. Please, for the love of God, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Does it say in the movie how the the man she's looking away from has the stinkiest feet ever, and his feet smell like rotten fish somehow? No, they don't mention that at all. That does explain the constant thing where the movie brings up people's feet and shoes. Oh my god. What the fuck is with this author and feet? <laughs> and it does just sort of offhandedly mention that, uh, that this smelly man named trout does have the same foot fungus that uh famous sweet feet would have uh hundreds of years later i love the tangled web of fate giving this guy Incredible filthy parallels. stinky fungus and giving uh that the one guy uh sweet feet uh horrible smelly foot fungus as well I love how some of to this, ensnare this family. Like some of these narrative fret threads are like really poignant, and then some of them are like also this other guy has this foot fungus. Also, people just what be having foot fungus. It doesn't make you feet. evil. It just maybe makes you undesirable. It makes you gross, and it makes a one family dedicate their lives to solving it. We'll solve maybe your foot, foot fungus. fungus is like maybe foot fungus is like the third curse that gets broken by the end of the movie. It. Quite literally is. Yeah. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's peaches and onions. Peaches and onions and foot fungus, the three genders. <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew. It's <Are> you... <laughs> terrible. What? I'm right. <laughs> Stop booing me. <laughs> Stop booing me. I'm right. <laughs> Uh, hot, maybe this is a controversial take, but I think if that's your gender, maybe you should be denied medical care. <laughs> Just wear your pronouns, foot fungus. No. <laughs> pronouns are P and U. <laughs> hey, now. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I'm canceled. <laughs> We're getting into heaven with this podcast. <laughs> we are going to be God's favorite little court jesters. Yeah, yeah. St. Peter's looking a little testy at that one, but God is like, no, no, no. That is exactly it. That is the line. God is like, that is Perfect. the energy I need right now. <laughs> Mm, all right okay so around there sort of in the movie at least um (coughs) we um we start getting back stanley um, are we at the part where stanley gets into like one minor fight in the uh, rec room and zero in the background uh grabs a like ball cue and looks like he's about to beat a man's brains out uh, but then the fight resolves, and he's like, oh, it was just a joke. And he, like, throws it down very conspicuously. Yes. That's great. It's it's really good. Yeah, Stanley, like, gets in an accidental fight because he's so unlucky and so clumsy. And as they're fighting, uh, <coughs> he just... Zero Peter in the just background. Quietly picks up the cue ball and like, and it's real stealthy. And he just kind of like walks over, kind of like in the crowd. And then as they break it up, he like rolls it back onto the table real quick. I'm just like, he was about <laughs> to kill somebody. He literally was. I would uh, like that's to. That's not in the book, unfortunately. That's great because in the movie, uh, Zero kind of maintains this position, which is in most uh, monster fucker fiction, in which the monster you pursue um, is violent. And we'll kill somebody if they mess with you. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice and mm-hmm. sweet. That's right. And that's what mm-hmm. Zero is. Zero ha- ha- almost has a body count like three times in this movie for anyone oh, who incredible. makes fun of Stanley. And it's always just kind of out of nowhere. He nearly chokes somebody out. I'm going to say something controversial. Yeah. He's kind of a white-haired anime boy. Oh, he is Kilua, <laughs> huh? He is a little bit. Huh. He's kind of like a tiny little like will kill for you like, you know, you know because very I was quiet, say, very silent but very murdery kind of white haired anime boy. He does have the rhythm echo, doesn't he? He kind of does. <laughs> he does know the silent gate and he does know the rhythm echo a little bit. He's got to be using Nen to dig those holes. He's so tiny. Oh my god! Oh, but they're like, how did you is. dig all those holes? He's just like, I just dug them. I just. <laughs> That's his. He I just ripped trout. it out. Exactly. He's shrouding his shovel in in aura. Yeah. Oh my God, Biscuit like taught him. Island. He's so far ahead of Kilowa. Do you understand? Yeah, Kilowa <laughs> had to be taught by Biscuit. Zero just knows this. Zero just likes digging holes. <laughs> oh, you know his nan ability would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could dig holes through the fabric of reality. If it were Zero in that fight with Genthru instead of Gone, you know it would have been over in a, in a fucking second. <laughs> Could you imagine if both Zero and Kilo were in that show? It would just be the most murder vibes in the entire world. <laughs> Anything would happen, you just see both of them, like, off, slightly off screen, just see, radiating kill you vibes. See, that's what I want to see. I want to see two white-haired anime boys. <laughs> two white-haired anime boys in the room. <laughs> They're both in their own ways, the white-haired anime boy trope. <laughs> yeah, ready to fucking kill somebody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that scene. Uh, we kind of go from here. Stanley uh, got a letter from his family where his mom is like, yeah, your father still is making this entire house smell like stinky fucking feet. I can't stand it. Mm, yeah, I was going to, I'm sorry. I was just going to point out in that last scene that it resulted in, um, <clears throat> at least in the movie, this is what results in um, caveman Stanley getting like, pulled like in when they're in the water line it's very hierarchical and stanley gets pulled up in line in front of zero because he like you know stood his own in a fight sort of so Mm -hmm. like that's it's an an important theme through at least the the, you know the rewatch in the movie that i did this time um that like you know he He has this, like, unlucky streak and everything, but even through all of that, he is still one rung above Hector Zeroni, like, through line through there. That is, I I don't know, I wanted to point it out because it's important important there and it becomes kind of like the whole hinge for their shit. Um, But um, also they're they're talking around this time with, like, the counselor. There's a scene there where... um, um, Stanley is kind of, you know, big talking and uh, the counselor is like, yeah, the, whose fault is it that you're here? Like, you know, and he's like, my no good pig stealing great great grandfather. And they all laugh with him. And then he like turns to zero and just starts like digging in on him. And he's just like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot and you are so stupid and you are on- in the only place that's good for you ever. Um, so that's cute and fun. And zero says like, the you know, he just basically has his like one line here that isn't to Stanley in the whole thing, which is just, I like digging holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of the grave. I'm going to put you in. That's right. That's what he says. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like digging holes in the shape of a grave. That's right. Maybe I'll put you in it one day. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy says, what? And he says, huh? And then, yeah, we, we go from there to, um, Stanley getting that letter and Zero's like reading it over his shoulder and Stanley's like, oh, that kind of makes me uncomfortable. And he's like, I can't read. Don't worry. I can't read. I just want any excuse to be in your physical space. That's right. And then he's like, can you teach me? And Stanley's like, oh, no. <laughs> I've got stuff to do. You he's know? like, oh, no. And he's like, <laughs> he said, what if I, straight. what if I dug your hole so that I can be in even more of your physical space? And he said, no, question mark. And that's how that scene ends. Yep. Pretty much. Can we talk about Sam and Kate again? Yeah. Yeah. So we're back to Sam and Kate for a little bit, at least from the movie. What and... if you were doing like the rom- most romantic shit for each other, but it was in the acts of little gifts that you were giving to each other yeah uh and uh the whole time you were establishing a deep connection but it was kind of forbidden for some reason yeah um that i won't get into right now um and uh it ruined my brain a little bit yeah yeah what if someone came 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 into your life and was like hey i see something around you that needs done give me something that you make a lot of and are always willing to trade me for anyway also, uh, something in your life seems a little bit uh, cracked, and uh, you know, I could always fix that for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what if it started off as simple physical tasks, and then it maybe uh, evolved into your emotional state? Mm-hmm. What if I did that? Yeah, what if you're crying and I came up to you and just held your hand and said, I can fix that? What then? What would you do then, huh? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what would you do? What would you fucking do then? 
Welcome to I can fix her parentheses schoolhouse. Uh, and and they met in a schoolhouse uh, parentheses coffee shop. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to We Rate Straight Bait. Yeah. Where we talk about uh, these two. It's not even April yet. <laughs> also, it's not really straight bait because they do kiss. That's so true. Facts. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. No, we but did is... a straight bait on Ray and Kylo, and they also kiss. She may kiss his, oh, like, you know, that's quickly true. evaporating ghost, but they do kiss. But when they kiss, it's not like they're brother and sister, so I don't know. I think it's kind of a different thing. <laughs> you know, that's true. It was a brother and sister kiss on the lips, as we all know. <laughs> as we have all God. commonly done. So true, bestie. Me, when I meet my estranged... Did he just read fucking Wuthering Heights? Is that what that came from? Sorry, we can't get back on know. this train. <laughs> We can't talk about JJ. <laughs> There's so many holes we have to talk about. That's true. That's true. That's so true. Let's get back to these holes. <sighs> I bet Manola Nov loves this movie. I can't. <laughs> hmm? There's our buy. There's our buy to the podcast of we each choose a word and then do a piece of media on it. One person talks about <laughs> holes, the other person talks about having got her phone, and the other's like, so there's this guy called Manola. <laughs> From Hunter Hunter. Oh my fucking! You will not God. believe what this guy has to do with this. <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> you know, I thought I was gonna like him when I saw a guy in mummy bandages with boxing gloves on. I was like, but Fuck no, yeah, he was real bad. <laughs> oh, the worst thing possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he takes off the bandages and he's the girl from Irreversible Damage. (laughs) Yeah, he takes off those bandages and he's the girl reading this. (laughs) We're in rare form today. I like it. Yeah, so we we got through most of the the Kate stuff and then we abruptly took a left turn so we didn't have to talk about how that ends. Um... Oh, it ends in racism, as it always does. Yeah, yeah, which is that Sam gets lynched. Um, That's about, you know, that's that's the gist of it. Um, Uh, Yeah, did I mention Sam was a black man and Kate was a white woman? In Texas? And I assume the uh, late 1800s? Yeah. Yeah, around there. Yeah, around there. So mm-hmm. everything good is about to happen. Yeah, and we saw in the earlier scenes that, like, Trout Walker was, like, good friends with the sheriff, was, like, buying him drinks and stuff like that. So, like, you know. Um, yeah, he gets lynched, and Kid is like, you have to stop them. And the sheriff is like, no. And she's like, okay. No, also make out with me. Also give me a kissy. And she says, no. And he's like, okay. Yep. This won't come back. Yeah, so... Sam is shot, and she comes back the next day serving cunt in, like, all red, nice lipstick, everything, you know, up done. And she's like, hey, still want that kiss? And then shoots him, the sheriff. I'm going to assume Trout Walker. the oh, no. sheriff. I know she didn't shoot Trout Walker. No. She should have. No, he comes back later, and she's like, your family will dig for 100 years uh, hereafter, and it will not rain, and you will never find this fucking treasure. Bye. Yep. Anyway, she lives as a cool outlaw until that, and um, it's pretty good for her. 
Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. Queen, honestly. That's what I call women's rights. Yeah, it's uh, wa- watching this movie again, and also when we watched uh, Blazing Styles again, I was like, huh. So that's where those started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think in the book it is kind of uh, sort of setting up. Uh, it 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 kind of plays with your expectations in in that you're like, oh, maybe the warden is related to Kiss and Kate Barlow because they're both uh, they're both evil ladies with a uh, distinctive cosmetics. Uh, and then it's like, no, actually, Kate Barlow kicks ass, and uh, this this fucking this fucking ain't shit prison warden is actually related to the uh, smelly feet man who ruined her life. It does try to slightly set it up in the movie, but it always just slightly comes across that uh, the warden lady has a big crush on Casey and Kate Barlow, because she has, like, the one of the objects they find is, like, an old thing of her lipstick with her, like, label on it, and the warden's like, oh shit, oh shit, yeah, give that shit to me, holy shit, holy shit, yeah, 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 yeah. And the other thing is when they go to her, like, office one time, she just has a bunch of pictures of Kissing Kate Barlow, like, her wanted posters and memorabilia stuff up, and it's like, is she, is she a fan? <laughs> she, you know. <laughs> You're just like, like are you, you know? <laughs> It does give me the impression that the warden is just like, I want to be her so bad, I also want to date her so bad. But we mm-hmm. know it's just because her family's so fucking cursed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a f- fungus gender, and she has gender <laughs> envy for peach gender. <laughs> she has, just damn me when I'm fungus, but I desperately want to be peach. <laughs> 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 when I want to be peach, but they make me be fungus. <laughs> <laughs> when I want to be peach, but my brother makes me pick up fungus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, mm. Zero gets bullied, and he hits a man with a shovel, and he runs away. Yeah, we haven't talked about Sigourney Weaver at all in this movie, other than me just She's cool, over her. and also she's hot. Yeah, the warden's very hot in this movie. Talk about women's wrongs, but damn, does she look good doing it. I'm um, sorry, they chose Sigourney Weaver to be the evil lady. It's not my fault. <laughs> they chose Sigourney Weaver, and they put her in, like, the button-ups and the tight jeans, like, the high-waisted, and, like... Yeah, they put her in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, and it was doomed from there, you know? And then they made her scratch a man across the face with rattlesnake venom, like, like nail polish, just, like... Yeah. Doomed from there, but it's fine. We'll make it through. Yeah. Zero hits a man with a shovel and runs away. Mm-hmm. That's that. They're, they're being like, damn, Stanley, you gotta dig your own hole. And they're like, yeah, Zero is dummy, dumb, 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 dumb as shit. Can't read, can't write. And Stanley's like, I've been teaching him. And he's like, nah, dumb as shit. What is this spell? D-I-G. And he says, I'm gonna hit you with this fucking shovel. Yeah, I mean, so... <laughs> There's a scene where they they steal the warden's, or not the warden's, Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds, and he, you know, freaks out and drives um, Stanley back to camp to, like, get yelled at by the warden. That's when the warden scratches Mr. Sir, because she doesn't give a fuck. Um, But then when he comes back, Zero has dug his hole. And that's when Stanley agrees, like, yeah, for sure, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. And then Zero, after that, is like, hey, um, 
I'll help you dig your hole. And Stanley's like, no, no, you don't have to do that. And he's like, nah, you're really fucking slow, so I'm going to help you. You're, like, real fucking bad at this, white boy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, of course, that makes everyone else pretty mad. Um, so that starts a fight between Stanley and another kid. And that and uh, <clears throat> Zero jumps on his back to stop him and just is choking him out. Um, egged on for a while, or the first fight at least was egged on for a while by um, <clears throat> the the counselor. Um, and then, you know, it starts getting like actually violent and Zero is about to literally murder this kid. And he's like, okay, okay, um, break it up, guys. Uh, he's so cool. Bad, wrong. Uh, that's racism right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and then, so they, they have everyone show up and they're like, um, no more digging anyone else's holes, and also you're not allowed to teach Zero to read anymore. And Stanley's like, okay, but why can't I at least teach him to read? And Warden says, because I said so. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, Zero hits. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he learns to read, then he might be like slightly less underclass, and we couldn't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely cannot have that. Uh, so here, here's the shovel and do what you're good at, which is digging. Yeah. D-I-G. Can you spell that? Because the counselor fucking hates him. And he hits him across the face and says, dig, and he runs away. Um, <clears throat> and then he almost immediately gets replaced um, at the camp. Basically, every all of the adults have decided, yeah, we're just going to pretend he was never here yeah he's a ward of the state and the state has a lot of wards so one can just disappear who gives a shit yeah Mm -hmm. we can just erase his records and no one will ever know he was here and no one this will never come out to haunt us that we like literally physically destroyed his records we physically undocumented him um (laughs) so Wonder of Wonders, the new kid who shows up is a guy who likes to um, uh, hotwire cars and go joyriding. He's so cool. <laughs> Bestie. Um, <clears throat> he can tell you everything about a car, if even if he sees it like a mile away. Absolutely. Which does uh, launch me into this time that my friend in high school, her little brother, uh, got really into planes for a while when he was little. Uh, and so whenever he saw a plane on the side, he could tell you, like, the exact kind of plane it is and how old it is. And it was, like, a little scary, but it was also really cool that he could do that. That's fucking sick. <laughs> he would also sometimes uh, just steal the bus route info and then text random parents to, um, make them mess up their bus route. Because he was a little heathen. That's right. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I fucking miss Good. that Good. I hope... I hope he's doing well. He's doing great. He's thriving, honestly. (laughs) Good to know. Okay, so um, luckily this is the new kid because Caveman decides to try and steal the water truck and go find Zero, which is just so romantic. Yeah, because all the uh, counselors Mm -hmm. are like, I mean, he's dead anyway. He's like, no, no." and they're like, no one cared about him. And Stanley's like, I did. And they're like, a little bit gay, not going to lie, anyways. (laughs) Kind of Uh, (laughs) funny. Stanley is, like, literally the only one who, like, gives a shit that these adults are essentially just trying to, like, cover up their own responsibility in a child's death. Yeah, he's like, like, hey, isn't that a little weird? Right out there in front of everyone. All the other kids here are like, it's not the first time they've done it. Literally. 
Stanley's here because Barfbag committed suicide by rattlesnake. And they're like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens like once a month, honestly. Do you see this place? Uh, and so he gets uh, the new kid to teach him how to steal a truck. And it works for about 10 seconds until he crashes truck into a hole and he has to book it from there. Mm-hmm. And then the warden's like, ah, oh, that's a little worse. He actually does have people who care about him. It's a little bit worse. Ah, uh, shoot. Ah, uh, he has parents. That's going to make it really hard for us to cover up his murder. Yeah, because eventually mm. they'll say, oh. hey, where's our kid? And we'll be like, you had one of those? And they'll be like, yes, we did. And we're like, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> damn. I don't know. Was he here? Who could say? Uh, let's all clap and say, <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> Yeah, he's not coming. It's crazy. That's just so weird. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Maybe That's he got funny. buried I, out I here. Could... You want to dig some holes? <laughs> you want to dig some holes to see if he's in one of them? <laughs> Maybe he'll pop up in a hole if you keep digging. Yeah. That's got to be a TMA episode, right? Uh, there. Well, yes, there specifically is an episode called Dig. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was thinking uh, it would be funny if there was a teenage episode where they all just sat down and watched the movie Holes. <laughs> what if the fear entities got to pick out their favorite, like, not even a horror movie, just like their favorite movie, and the buried was just Holes. And they're like, it's not even about being buried. Of- and he's like, but it says Holes. Yeah, but look at all the holes. <laughs> look at all of them. It's or in the desert. Or do you think the corruption likes that? No, I like think the, it's like uh, it's, no. I think it's literally the buried because it's in the desert and there's a hole. It's like fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, probably. It's not about being buried, but it is similar in that it's about being crushed under the unbearable weight of the carceral system. Exactly. The web also likes it for the curse aspect. Exactly. Yeah. All the fates tying together. Very web core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my two cents on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so um, Stanley found Zero, which is cool, but he's like, you know, he half found dead love in, in a, a hopeless place. place. Yeah, caught a boat in the middle of the desert. Yep. Wonder whose boat that is. Weird. It's full of peaches. Mm. That's weird. Who could imagine whose boat that is? Whose boat full of peaches is that? Yeah, that's weird. It's crazy. I wonder. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, you want some goop? Here, Stanley, eat some goop. Eat some goop, bag. When yeah, they eat they eat the goop, which is hundred year old uh, peach preserves. Is that good? Is it good? <laughs> Are you able to do that? It's fermented, <laughs> which ah, oh, that must taste crazy. Probably got them a little drunk, to be honest. <laughs> These kids are so dehydrated. They basically had like peach moonshine jello shots at that point, <laughs> is what I want to say. So fucking dehydrated <laughs> water. They're just like. They're eating peach they're... moonshine in the middle of the desert. <laughs> That's like all Zero's had to drink for like two days, too. He should be dead. <laughs> After having, like, what, honey, tortillas, and beans for the last, like, month or so? Yes! Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they wander through the desert some more and just, like, they climb a mountain. Sorry, spoiler alert, so they climb a mountain. (laughs) And then the next thing they have to eat is muddy, like, fucking bog water and onions. 
This is so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. Onions will cure all your illnesses, and it's the only food you ever need to eat. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You know what? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) It's true within the canon of holes. They're a superfood. It does specifically say... I don't know if it like makes the time period clear, but like in in the book, it does says it does say that like all they've had to eat in uh, for like more than a week is like just onions that they dug out of the ground, and they feel incredible actually. (laughs) I'm I'm sure these kids' tummies must be going fucking crazy (laughs) once they get like actual solid food in their bodies. There's gonna be some disasters waiting for them. They're going to have to go to the fucking hospital. Yeah, once they eat normal food, their systems are just going to explode because of how fucked up they are. Once they have one fucking McChicken from McDonald's, they're going to fucking, like, go into shock. See, but yeah, I was going to say, in fairness to them, with the onion thing, they haven't had, like, a vegetable the whole time they've been here. It's been beans, honey, and tortillas. No, those peaches were warding off the scurvy, and everything else was just, like, prey. <laughs> that was like the only bit of fucking vitamins and minerals they've had for fucking weeks. <laughs> oh my god, they just drank some nasty bog water. Yeah, they did. They got worms. Yeah, they really Medically did. speaking, these children should be mummies. <laughs> Medically speaking. <laughs> Medically speaking, they did not make it up the mountain. Maybe the corruption does like this movie. Maybe the corruption's watching this like, oh, holy shit. Their tummies are disgusting. They are fucking disgusting. But maybe it got pissed off when they were like, onions will cure you. And it's like, no. No, they won't. Oh, my no. God. Maybe the onions really did cure them and they don't like it after that. They like That's it true. right up until they eat the onions and they're like, I don't Then they turn the movie off and they're like, okay, I'm out. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. They're in a boat. They're in a boat. Yeah, they're, they're in, in a, a boat, boat. And then they look out and they're like, oh, shit, it's the Mary Lou. Wonder what that is. Oh, what is that mountain? It looks like God's thumb. Remember Stanley's flashback? Yeah, when, it looks um, like a thumb, all right. Yeah, it looks definitely like a thumb and not like any other body part for sure. Um... <clears throat> Um, that completely threw me off my train of thought. My bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I attempt to do every time we podcast together. It'd be like that. Um, they're going. They they see the thumb, and Stanley remembers. Oh yeah, like um, when my great granddaughter, whoever, who um had all the money that got stolen by kissing Kate Barlow, wandered in the desert until uh. Until we found God's thumb. So I guess we'll go there instead of going back to camps. Because Zero really doesn't want to go back to camp. And honestly, who can blame him? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's like, we gotta go back. And Zero's like, uh, no. <laughs> no, legally I'm dead right now. So if I go back now, they probably will kill me. They don't need me to dig holes that and bad. And even if they didn't, what? even if they didn't kill me, I'd still prefer to, you know, still prefer to be out here. Prefer to be out here in this boat drinking Gwyneth Paltrow goop and instead of being there. So then they go climb a mountain and the worst scene I've ever seen in a fucking movie when I was a child happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to um, describe how you have to grab the sharp end of a shovel to stop your friend from falling off a mountain? It's bad. It's bad. Bad. Hey, does bad. that happen in the book? 
he, he grabs the shovel and, like, holds the sharp end with his hands, yep. like, just to give uh, Stanley, like, uh, a handhold to, uh, to, to climb up. It, it's not like he was falling or anything and, and Zero had to grab it. He was just like, yeah, we got to get you up here. Yeah, in the Guess movie, I'll do this. it's a bit more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley mm-hmm. can't reach the next handhold and he slips and he's about to fall. And then he's like, grab the shovel. And he's like, oh, great, thanks. And then the whole time, uh, Zero is just holding the sharp end of a shovel with his bare hands. Yep. And God. it's awful and I hate it and I don't like to look at it. Yeah. Sounds bad. It sounds real bad. And it is real bad. We love stigmata, though. That's so true. <laughs> you Zero know, is... we as a podcast are always saying, God damn, do I love stigmata. Yeah. We love when somebody has stigmata for no apparent reason. But yeah. the symbolism is there anyway. Um, da, 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 da. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, after the blood loss and the two days of drinking moonshine jello shots out in the desert um hector starts like throwing up on the mountain and starts falling over damn who could have seen this who could have foreseen um and so stanley's like hey um you know what it's fine you ain't heavy you're my brother and throws him over his shoulder and carries him up the mountain thus fulfilling the prophecy and the curse yeah, he does say, I can't carry this burden for you, but I can carry but you. But I can carry you. And my little ears start to perk up a little bit. That's right. <laughs> Damn, it's crazy <laughs> that that happened twice. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> Do you like that? Um, yeah, so he, he carries him up the mountain. Um, it's, it's really hard, but eventually he's like, oh, fuck, I can't take this anymore. Oh, wait, this is mud. It's water. And then um, throws Hector around in the bog. That's what you should do for someone who is uh, dehydrated, and bleeding, dehydrated, <laughs> bleeding, and just surviving off of nothing but peach moonshine for the last few days. It's just throw them into the nearest bog, dump them in the bog, dump them in a bog, and well, shove an again, onion in their mouth. Yeah, again, clean water would be too much of a uh, shock, too much of a shock to his system at this point. You gotta, you gotta keep it a little boggy until he's had a few days to uh, to even out. I have to question. They're in the middle of the fucking desert. Is that water cold or is it like lukewarm? It is at the top of like the mm. highest point in there. I don't know if it would be cold, cold. They is did it also like nice and cool? Find it at night. That's true. It is freezing cold at night. Mm-hmm. So maybe that does it. I could not imagine anything more unpleasant than being tossed into like a lukewarm bog. <laughs> Sitting in the hot desert sun and I get tossed into like some lukewarm mud. It's all mossy. <laughs> mm. All that algae just sliming on you. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> it's good they're having a great time. Also... Also, it, in the book, it does. Uh, it does. It does also let you know that this bog smells like fucking onions. What the fuck is with this guy and fucking smells? <laughs> well, the onions are growing there. In fairness to him, I know, but like, <laughs> this is a lot of through lines of things being stinky, smelly. It's it's the 4D reading experience. It's 
It's like fucking Kingdom Some Hearts. authors are like, he, I'm going to describe how all of the food looks and tastes. And some authors are like, I'm going to describe how every smell is. It's like in Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, when Riku just suddenly started talking about how he could smell the darkness on people. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Excuse me? What do you mean smell? That's what they're doing right now. Yeah, Maybe it smells much. like really stinky foot fungus. I guess. If, if Trout Walker is anything to go by. Yeah. Stinky, smelly foot fungus makes you evil. Anyways, this is around the time that we get our last Unless vision. Unless you're a of, baseball player. Huh? Unless you're a baseball that's player. That's true, that's true. Is this, the la- is this around the point where we get our last vision of kissing Kate Barlow, where she is uh, out in the middle of the fucking desert on Jim's boat, uh... And uh, she's just kind of chilling there, and she gets a brief vision of Jim being like, hey, I could fix you by... Sam. Sorry. Sam saying, I could fix you. I'm thinking about Blazing Saddles again. Um, (laughs) Being like, I could fix you by maybe meeting you up in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, And then uh, Trout just pops out of nowhere and is like, where the fuck did you put the treasure? And she's like, (laughs) dig. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she does and he's like I'll fucking I'll torture you and she's like I have been waiting to die for years so come here little lizard and then she says you and your family will dig and dig and dig for the next hundred years and never find a goddamn thing bye mm-hmm. and then she dies yep in the books Trout is married to one of Kate's former yep, students that's in the movie too yes it's super gross okay, and ugly. Good. Yeah, there's like a lady there and she's good. like, uh, you will tell us where the treasure is, Miss Catherine. And she's just like, Linda? Is that fucking you? And she's like, yes. And she's like, wow. Wowie, wow, 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 wow. Anyways, bye. <laughs> she says, you dumbass married him for his money. <laughs> you dumbass. You married him for his money and then he went and got poor. Sorry about it. Uh, she says the very convenient line of, uh, it hasn't rained here since the day they killed Sam. And I'm just like, wow, would you look at that? Damn, it's crazy what a <laughs> curse can do to you. Damn, it's crazy what a fucking decades-long curse will do to you. Mm-hmm. Me fucked up on that decades-long curse. That's right. Yeah, so we, um, in, at least in the movie, we come out of that scene and um, Stanley is like, hey, that constellation looks like a shovel. I think we should dig one last hole because I think uh, Kissing Kate Barlow's treasure is somewhere around here. What an insane thing to say that a constellation looks like a shovel. <laughs> in the book, he just in the book he just remembered where he found the lipstick tube, which I don't know how he did that. What landmarks were you using, homie? <laughs> and well, all these holes are very distinct. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They each put a signature on each of their holes, you know? But yeah, he was very yeah, smart when, and talented, the... and he figured it out because the curse has been lifted. Um, and the movie, at the very yeah, second that, like, he sings the little song at the top of the mountain, um, the father figures out the stinky feet curse. Um, he figures out that peaches and onions will cure uh, the foot smell. So yeah. Um, that was the, the... If you fuse the two genders, they kill the third. That, that's right. <laughs> exactly. The peach and onion do the fusion dance to kill for fuckers. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's what Steven Universe is about. Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the reboot. Instead of rocks, it's going to be different vegetables and a bit of foot fungus. <laughs> damn, if it wasn't... Damn, you thought it was uh, referencing Dragon Ball before. Yeah. <laughs> no, now they'll literally say we're about to do the fusion dance to kill fucking foot fungus. That's right. <laughs> Ah, shit, there is a character in Steven Universe named Onion. Wait! When I said that. There sure is. (laughs) Hold on. My favorite messy little boy. Our favorite little autistic (laughs) child, yes. 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 Hold on. There's no peach necessarily, but, you know, rose quartz is basically anything pink, so. Sending a DM to mm. Rebecca Sugar right now, who I am on a fir- first name basis with, mm-hmm. um, to say, hello, <laughs> please put a character named Peach into your fucking show, I swear to God. I'm not joking. <laughs> and then and then when they ask me why, I can go, no, no reason. Holes. <laughs> I can just say holes. Just say holes and get blocked by Rebecca Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Send a picture of the Amagara fault. <laughs> Incomprehensible. <laughs> Send a picture of Ben Olaf. <laughs> Cracking up here. Cracking up. So they go and dig one last hole together as boyfriends. Yep, as boyfriends. And, um,. They 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 are digging they are digging they finally find the treasure they pull it out and surprise the warden is here and then another surprise all the lizards in the world come out and just hang out on the boys and on the trunk that they just found and they just kind of have to sit there until the sun comes up and they're all the, all the adults are like damn should we just like kill them like <laughs> should we just like let them let it kill them should and we the just like is... let these kids die so we can get that treasure. Maybe? The answer is like maybe. Mhm. Yeah, that's the answer they chose mm-hmm. anyway. So um, they kind of just wait there all night, hoping that the lizards will kill both the boys and then just like leave. Um, I guess that's their big plan. Um, but right at the break of day, drives up the lawyer who has been here trying to get Stanley because as the curse broke, um, Stanley also was found innocent. Yeah, it's just crazy how quickly that works crazy yeah um you guys have been talking about holes for way too long (laughs) um and then the lawyer shows up and is like what the fuck why is there a little boy and another little boy stuck in a hole with a bunch of lizards and weren't you gonna tell me that they were alive and she's like oh you know things happen here and she says no they stole my precious treasure and dove into that hole with it and they dove into the lizard hole now there's all these lizards and oh these i just need my thing back um and these poor children they refused to pay the troll toll and now they're in the lizard hole that's right um Oh, also while they were up in the mountain, Zero did confess to being the one who stole the shoes. And that was a very touching moment for them. Yeah, he was like, I, I stole them because, you know, I'm an orphan at an orphanage. And they were literally going to make orphans buy them. Um, and well, even though they were donated. <laughs> I think um, they were going to make rich people buy them and use the money to fund the shelter. No, but... they were going to make orphans buy them. But again, to a, like, again, to a homeless child, like, obviously you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, why... 
I should be able to take this rather than you guys selling it, right? Um, I should get these shoes, thanks. Yeah, also, like, yeah, I think the book goes, like, a little bit further into his backstory where it's, like, yeah, he never got the chance to be socialized or, uh, or, uh, go to school, and he's probably a little autistic, and basically just, like, had to learn how to steal to survive, because it was just him and his mom, and then, uh uh-oh, it was just him. Yeah, There's a really cute moment uh, earlier where, um, he's, like, talking, and Stan, he's, like, going over, he's like, yeah, I used to, like, be in here, and I, like, walked by this park every day, and Stan's like, oh, shit! You, you live near that park? Oh, shit. I, I live that near that park. park. And uh, he's like, yeah, I slept under the bridge near it. And he's standing, he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. It's a really good moment. I, I We kind of talked about um, this. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the acting in this, I think, is really good. And I think that scene, like, there's a good amount of, like, bitterness from, like, a child actor in that scene being like, oh, yeah, I used to go to that park a lot. Yeah, I slept under the bridge. <laughs> Like, There's also, like, the great part where Stan is like, oh my god, yeah, I used to walk by there every day. And, like, Zero just kind of gives, like, a little I know. As, like, yeah, I've seen you before, idiot. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm talking to you. <laughs> just like, I got you in this fucking prison, dumbass. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got put in here for stealing shoes. And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that. Yeah. There's a lot of Stanley being complete dumbass where Zero is, like... Oh, yeah, I dug your hole because you didn't steal the sunflower seeds. And he's like, well, you didn't either. And he's like, well, you didn't steal the shoes. And uh, Stanley's like, okay, cool. You want me to teach you to read? He's like, huh, yeah, that's true. I didn't steal them. (laughs) I sure didn't. I sure didn't steal them. And it's like, oh, my God. Hector tried, is what I say. Yeah, Hector Zeroni was trying his hardest. But sometimes your future husband is a goddamn idiot. Yeah, and uh, the beginning of that scene is him talking about his mom, too. And he's like, you know, we lived a lot of places, and then we didn't live anywhere. Uh, And I I don't know. It's a very realistic and apt description of... uh, Uh, It's only becoming homeless. Yeah. (laughs) Especially to a kid. I don't know. Yeah, we moved around a lot, and then eventually we didn't move into anywhere at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, they the the warden is like they are a little thief, and Stanley's like hell no, we are not little thief. A box has my name on it. Actually, that's the thing. Zero while they're in there says, "Hey, Stanley, is your name your is name your, backwards? Your last name backwards?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then they get out, and he's like, "No, we didn't steal that from you. It has Stanley's name on it." And she's like, "No, it fucking doesn't." And he says, "Nope, it's right there, Stanley Yelnats." And he figured it out, and he can read if somebody teaches him. Um, uh, there's a lot of legal precedent to this. Um, <laughs> the trust is buried on that lady's property. However, it does have his name on it. However, it's not him. It's his, like, great-great-grandfather. However, it was stolen from his great-great-grandfather, and a bunch of other treasure was placed in it. However. However. Yeah. It was stolen by Kiss and Kate Barlow, who was also dead, and we assume has no heirs. So then does it go back to Stanley's heirs? Or does all the treasure get put into a fund to be given 
to every school in the in the state because Kissing Kate Barlow was a teacher. Mm. Or did Kissing Kate Barlow in know the about the gay she was creating when she made this decades long curse? Well, I think uh, Madame Zeroni did. Well, Madame Zeroni definitely did. Madame Zeroni is going to be like, I'm going to get reincarnated into Sam, and then I'm also going to get reincarnated into to Hector. And, you know, after that, I'll just, just date you. Mm-hmm. That's the power of my magic. In the book, the lawyer is... In the, bo- in the book, the lawyer is just like, yeah, that briefcase is yours. Don't tell anything. Don't tell anyone anything otherwise. That rules. The lawyer's like, nah, you gotta fucking keep it. <laughs> lawyer's like, no, you've been through some fuck shit. I don't... Lawyer's like, I don't give a shit. I also want to get into it. Also, I don't like that warden, so it's yours. Mm-hmm. And That's if anyone right. asks anything about it, you it's shut the fuck up Friday. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Good on that lawyer for looking at this kid and being like, listen, yeah. I'm going to teach you something important about the legal system. <laughs> Someone asks you something, you shut the fuck up. You don't say shit, <laughs> you call me. That's right. Pretty much. Good on her. Ownership is also nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. So you say that's yours and shut the fuck up. Yeah. The law is simply about property rights. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, um, because of that shit, they make it back to the camp and are like, um, and they're like, okay, well, Stanley, you're innocent, you're coming with us. And Stanley has learned his lesson and is like, I'm not fucking going anywhere without my boyfriend, Hector. And the lawyer's like, okay, but like... Legally, I can't take him. I'm not his lawyer, I'm not his mom, I'm not his guardian, neither are you, like, no. Like, legally, I can't take him. And then... He's like, I'm not going. And they're like, fine, go find his file. And then, uh-oh, the file's been destroyed. So That's... they're like, oh, so technically he's not supposed to be here now. Hmm. Great. <laughs> Hector, get in the car. Great. Guess he's going with Whoa, us. crazy. <laughs> yep. And uh, kind of as that decision is made, um, a big, big thunderclap, and it starts raining. And it's the first time it's rained here in forever. And um, the warden comes up to to Stanley and is like, can I just, like, see what's in it? Can you please, for the love of God? Please. (laughs) Please let me, let me, let me be rid of this decades-long curse on my family. He says, excuse me? And then he leaves. And then, yeah. (laughs) And then she's arrested. (sighs) Women's wrong. Sorry. Thank you I so forgot there is a brief uh, flashback in the movie where she's like, my my grandpa used to make me dig out here every day when I was a child, even on Christmas. And we get a funny scene of uh, her as a little girl. And she's like, I'm tired of digging grandpa. And he just yells, that's too damn bad. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> Oldest man in America, Charles This most decrepit man of all time. And he's just like, too damn bad. We're digging holes. That was fun. Um, yes. Anyway, she goes to jail. All the other people go to jail. The kids get uh, released for time served. Uh, Hector finds his mom by hiring a whole team of private detectives. And everyone is rich as fuck. And it's all good now. And Mr. Sweet Feet doesn't have stinky feet. He has the sweetest feet in the world. It's the end of the movie. It's all... The book. And everyone lived happily ever after. Everyone fixed the carceral system completely. Hey, so we had some questions about the book, actually. Because, so there's that secret funny joke at the end where Marion's like... Or, um, where Mr. Sir, they're like, hey, you're Marion something. And, uh, the boys are like, haha, I didn't know that was a boy's name. And he goes, it ain't. It is. Um, first of all, it is. Second of all, um, how's he described in the book... 
Because we're, uh, we're wondering if that's uh, he has his mother's name and it's effeminate and bad, or whether it's secret uh, transphobia. I don't remember anything about his real name. Uh, they might have mentioned it. I might have just missed oh, it. So it might be added um, for the movie uh, simply as a funny joke. Just a movie special. Good. I like it. Because, um, yeah, there's a thing at the very end where he is found to be, like, the one of the people there um, with the lawyer, like, recognizes him. And he's like, yeah, you're, like, on parole and you shouldn't have this gun and you're under arrest. But part of that is calling him Marion in front of this group of kids. I forget what happens to... I forget what happened to Mr. Sir and Mom. Yeah, probably. Probably. It's all good. I mean, yeah, basically, even in the movie, it's just like, yep, they're all getting arrested because this was all kinds of fuck shit. That's book and that's movie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's book. book, that's movie. And that's movie. The end is that that's we all learned that the carceral system is bad. Yes. We, we sure, sure did. did. And after that, it was uh, uh, changed in America and has never been bad again. That's right. This book solved injustice. Yeah, well. Yeah, this book solved the uh, uh, prison pipeline. It sure, it sure did. did. Hey, uh, you want to talk about gay moments? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Um, I want to talk about reincarnation and fate. Uh-huh. Is it gay uh-huh. to be reincarnated and play out a decades-long kind of farce where your past lives were intertwined and one of the past lives uh, were, like, intertwined to be uh, married to each other? And then they weren't, and now you're uh, kind of reenacting that right now to undo a decades-long curse. Is that gay? I think it's pretty gay. Okay, I just wanted to double-check. Yeah. So that's my thing. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty gay. gay Is it gay to carry your dehydrated homie up a mountain and uh, sing to him while he drinks the bog water? (laughs) Well, I'll probably have words for that uh, in a few weeks, but yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty gay. (laughs) I think we'll talk about that uh, specifically in another series in a few weeks, but yes. Is there a bog at the top of Mount Mordor? (laughs) The bog is lava. (laughs) Do they drink it? (laughs) Gollum does. Gollum drinks it. That's true. Throw the unwanted third right into the bog. Gollum gets a big slurp. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Oh, God. Okay. Let's assign Sam, Frodo, and Gollum to the three genders. I think it's obvious. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Sam is peaches, obviously. Well, mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say, but onions, like, literally cure all your ailments, and that's what Sam does. I I think Frodo is peaches because he's soft and delicate. That's true, because he's soft, delicate, and nice sometimes. Yeah, Sam is a man of the earth. I believe he is onions. He is onions. He's a bit hardy, a bit abrasive, but he will cure all your problems. And a great addition to any group, honestly. Yes, a great accent piece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes a little bit overwhelming, um, but that's only because he's so passionate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know what Gollum is. Gollum is fungus. Yeah. 
Gollum is just all crusty uh-huh. up in there. <laughs> Gollum is crusty. He gets in between everything, and he made, makes you feel bad. And he gets everywhere. And he gets probably, everywhere. Probably smells unbearable. <laughs> smells unbearable. And, you know, the way to undo his curse is for peaches and onions to unite and toss them into a bog. Yeah. Known exactly. as a volcano. Mm-hmm. Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. <laughs> what are their genders? Uh, Sasuke is fungus. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Sakura is onions because she's the healer of the group. And Naruto's peaches because, uh-huh. you know, someone's got to be it. Because he's yeah. silly. Because he's silly, yeah. <laughs> we all know peaches are silly. Uh-huh. Yeah. We all know peaches contain a demon fox in them. Yep. That's right. He ha- that's why he wears orange because he's the peach That's boy. true. <laughs> Better be peach it. Yep. Better be peach it. <laughs> That's the tagline of the podcast. Better be peach it. Yeah, holes. Yep. Better be peach it. Uh, who else did we cover that's in a group of three? Uh, oh, Light L and Misa Misa. <laughs> oh Light you know, is foot fungus. Light is so light foot is fungus. fungus. <laughs> so foot fungus coated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, mm. Who are you giving onion? Who's your onion and who's your God. little peach? It's a hard one. God, Remember, think, Elle is so I baby think, girl. I know, but he's always got his toes out. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> But he's always eating great, those delicate great, little treats. Crazy how oh. he isn't the foot fungus. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think L is peaches because his favorite flavor is sweet. And that's true. He loves sweet things, and that puts Misa Misa as the onion. And we all know it's cause she's so hardy L for would, having to L deal L with light Yagami for her entire fucking life. Fucking god, I know. Yeah. L I think out of like any character we've talked about on We Rate Queer Bait. I think Elle is definitely the one most likely to open a hundred year old jar of peaches and drink it. <laughs> you know, Light would be like, you know that's basically moonshine. And he's like on his like fourth jar already. He's like, oh, I suppose it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's like, yes, I suppose it is. Quite a Kira thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> just messing with him at that point. Just really just saying it to fuck with him. He and Light just starts just sweating bullets. Takes another sip and says, That's so Kira coated. And he's just like, Fuck. He just starts drenched bullets everywhere. And he's like, Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things we co- we've, we've covered. That are threesomes? That's the thing. Um, oh wait, um, Arkov, Roop, and the other guy he starts fucking in the sequel. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was his name? I can't remember him at all. Oh, what? Halvary. Yeah, Halvary. Halvary, Arkov, and Roop. That's right. Halvary's foot fungus, because I don't want to do a disservice to the other two. That's right. He's nasty, nasty foot fungus. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be the I onion? Think, I, 
I think I think Roop is the arch the onion because he's kind of got to be like the sharp shrewd. That's one, true. You know? Also, it is pointed out in so many of the sequel books that Roop will kill people for fun. Exactly. Yeah. It is pointed out that like yeah. Arco may get his hands dirty, but it's like Roop will literally start wars just like because he can. <laughs> uh yeah and that makes arcove the beautiful little peach yeah which once again fits into my theory that once again arcove says rup is the only one allowed to call me baby girl 100%. exactly also come on talk about the dramatics of rup uh almost dying and arcove lady being like guess i'm just gonna starve to death Guess I'll just lay here and die, and everyone be like, "Could you not do that, please? <laughs> Could you knock it off?" He's gonna be fine. He's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna die." In fairness, he was gonna die. <laughs> That's true. He was. If that snake bitch hadn't changed his mind, he would have died. I'm just going through our catalog of, of episodes now. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Come on, Sherlock, Watson, and Moriarty. I know, I was trying to avoid that one so fucking hard. <sighs> this is really difficult because I want to assign all of them the foot fungus role. I know! <laughs> but okay. only one can be yeah. fungus. I think Sherlock is the foot fungus, genuinely. <laughs> and then Moriarty is the onion, and um, Watson, Watson is, the, is peach. the peach. He's just... He's you the know. delicate little flower who's he just is. stuck here. Yeah. And Moriarty is the hearty meal. I know that implies that he and Moriarty are going to team up to take down Sherlock, but I think in BBC... do the fusion dance to kill him? I think in BBC Sherlock, that's what it needs, honestly. I think it needs a Watson evil arc. God, it does need that, if doesn't it? If they're not going to make them fuck, it needs a Watson evil Ooh. arc. It does need a Watson uh, starts wearing, yeah. like, black eyeliner and becomes dark and twisted. Yeah. Hold on. I think we've unlocked the secret new season of Sherlock. I think we've done it. That's what's in the secret fifth episode or fifth season or whatever. That's true. Moriarty comes back and he's like, I've converted Moriarty actually does come back this time. (laughs) God. Tumblr's not going to know what hit it when when we release this episode. You're going to be fucking on one. (laughs) This is for all you Tumblr girlies out there. That's right. Hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, 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 no. I have one more. One, one more. more. Okay, okay, okay. Yugi Moto, Atem the Pharaoh, uh-huh. Kaiba. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What? Kaiba fungus. Kaiba is the fucking fungus. He is gonna get all up in there. He's like a dry rot that you can't get rid of. You die and go to heaven, and he's just like right there a few weeks later. That's right. Not dead, just there. He's just, yeah. He's just hanging out. Uh, I want to put, <laughs> this is gonna be, it's gonna be controversial. I want to put I think, Yugi as the I, onion, because Yugi's hardy. Atem is the peach because he's got a long shelf life. Exactly. It is centuries in that fucking pyramid, and he is good. Exactly. Exactly. But Yugi does open his last uh, bottle of goop moonshine, and Atem has to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've solved it. I think we've solved it, honestly. <laughs> I think we did it. I'm scrolling through this, and I don't think we have any other good threes in here. Yeah. 
The Sabaqui Bisco has another good three. Jennifer's body kind of has a three, but I don't care about it. But we all know who's the foot fungus. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. the shitty guy. Yeah, it's the um, shitty guy we don't care about. Not Atmon. Uh, I don't want to talk about Wednesday. Uh, oh, there is one more three. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> the Infinity. We know who the foot fungus is in there. Yeah. Yeah, we know who the fungus is. We know who is. the fungus Fuck is. You, we know, I'm going to put the uh, the onion on Reki, and I'm going to put the little adorable peach on uh, uh, Langa, because look at him. Oh, I thought that you were doing the adult, right. adult threesome. Funny <laughs> 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 if I didn't give the peach to Cherry. <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm just like, wait, Recky, why are we? (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. Okay, rankings. Ah, that's funny you said that. I just scored by the Incredibles. Um, Rankings. (laughs) No homo. Do women exist in this? No homo. Like, I know there's the warden, but does, like, a woman on Stanley and Zero's level of, like, there is a girl who one of them can think about exist? I I don't think so. The thing is, no, they're at a boy. boy. Yeah, but, like, Stanley doesn't think about, like, oh, damn, all the girls I would have dated if I got out of here. In the movie, there's, like, one line where he's like, uh, whoa, girl in bikini, haha, to Zero while they're climbing the mountain. Sure. So... It's there, I suppose. You know, when I'm I'm worried about my friend being straight, I also say, yeah, think about all those girls in bikinis, and they say I won't, and I say, great. Hell yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> I say, thank God. <laughs> Check another box. Um, yeah, the no homo in this is just kind of non-existent. Not because I think the uh, author was trying to intentionally be gay. I don't think they were that big-brained enough. I think it's just because they literally just... It, it 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 did not matter to the plot. They did not think about it. They did not consider it. It was not useful at all. Yeah, I mean, if we're being really technical, it does have a hetero pairing that kisses and a homo pairing that does not. However, neither one of the like they don't really overlap, and they are sort I, of representations of each other. I when you said there is a hetero couple that kisses, I was fully just like, are you talking about Stanley's parents? And I fully forgot. <laughs> About Sam Kate. <laughs> I was just like, yes, that's normally what parents do. If they love each other, they do kiss. <laughs> no, not Stanley's parents. No. I, was, I was like, wow, what a weird way to describe Stanley's parents, but okay. But it does sort of have that trope that we see sometimes in queer baits where like a straight couple is set up as a parallel to like a gay relationship and you're kind of left looking at it like, is. Is the author aware that they made that parallel? Like, is it gay or is it just like they're breaking just, the curse simultaneously and it's sort of a different curse? But I just, like, I fully believe he just didn't think about it. I'm gonna be very damn honest. Which you know, I'm gonna be mostly so. I'm yeah. gonna be Mister So damn honest. I don't think he thought about it. I think this author is like tangentially aware of gay people, but it's just like, what? Well, this was yeah. I mean. Yeah, like tangentially aware of them, but not if that you, gay like, people haven't existed, but this movie is like pretty old. I mean, yeah, but if you told him about queer bait, he'd be like, "I don't, I don't get it." Yeah, no. 100%. You would feel him go, "I don't, I don't get it." 
So uh, we're putting that uh, no homo at like a zero, right? Or a one? What number are we doing? Hmm. Gosh. Or are we putting it right down the middle? Because once again, I don't think this guy uh, thought about it at all. Uh, which many of these authors don't. But uh, in that sense, do we think it's like a perfectly down the middle of which I'm not trying to do no homo, but I'm not not trying to do no homo. Yeah, I think... They don't hmm. go... Ew, at each other. You know, like, they're... I don't remember. They're not talking about women that much to each other. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're also bros. not, like... You're my brother. Yeah, I think... I think it's... I think the... I think it's relatively lower. I think it's... Yeah, maybe, like, a one or a two. Yeah, I feel like we should give it a two. Mm-hmm. For lack of effort, you know? Yeah. But not for, like, lack of gay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, no hetero. No hetero. I mean, he carries him up a mountain. Is it gay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it gay to carry your, your bro is up a mountain? Is it gay to be the reincarnations of two people who loved each other? Um, you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is it gay to undo a decades-long curse on your family by carrying your bro up a mountain? You know? It's a little bit gay. I think it might be a little bit gay. So I'm going to rate this probably a five. They don't kiss, but once Mm. again, he does carry him a mountain. I think it, like, okay. I haven't read the book in a while. I don't know how they interact in the book. I think in the movie, like, they feel like they're flirting a lot, but it's hard. You know, it's like child actors doing scenes and stuff. Not, you know, Mm -hmm. they... If they have chemistry in terms of, like, how they interact with each other, it can read a certain way, you know? Whether or not it's intentional. But I don't know how it reads in the book, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely not getting as much of that in the book. I definitely, like, wasn't really feeling the uh, the queer baby vibes until, like, until we get the, 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 the Sam and Frodo carry you up a mountain thing. Oh, we're gonna fucking pop huge when we get to the Sam and Frodo carry up a mountain. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I can do like a four or a three. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards you know four or a three because just because like we weren't really getting it in like the original source material as much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so yeah. I can't uh, can't really speak to that. I know he's not the director, but he did write both the screenplay and the, so maybe yeah. the director was the one putting in the gay that's true <laughs> i want to put it at a four i don't know maybe that's okay. just me liking this movie, i have no poems against that i think it like i don't know i think they have cute stuff four is admirable also maybe it's just me but um sigourney weaver turned me gay so i mean i think it did that to a lot of people <laughs> i just want to give it like one extra star for having kissing kate barlow and sigourney weaver in this movie just like Fair enough. Fair enough. The queer bait can be, did this movie turn you gay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes yeah. the answer is yes. Hey, what about uh, No Romo? I think these two are bros. Mm. I make jokes about future husband a lot. Yeah. These two are bros. It kind of does imply that they are, like, lifelong friends after that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't really need the Roma. Yeah, either. no. Mm-hmm. These are the type of homies that, like, fucking were each other's, like, only friend in, like, the worst fucking hell circumstance. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, after that, they're really just kind of inseparable. Like, and, like, you know, everyone is yeah. like, so are you two, like, a thing? And they're like, yeah, a couple of besties. Like, everyone's yeah, like, you a couple, like the... and they're like, a couple of besties. Exactly. And no one can tell yeah, if they're joking like... or not. Mm-hmm. Are you going out? It's yeah, you like, want to come so... with? Yeah, like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's fully like the, yeah, we kiss each other goodnight as homies. And everyone's like, do you not see what you're doing? And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I kind of do want to give it five stars. How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a five this to me. A five. It, it gave me... It gave me uh, no Romo a lot more than it gave me no hetero. Valid. Yeah. I do want to read this book. And yeah, like, just like the whole thing of, like, fucking Stanley, like, caring so much about, like, Zero running off into the desert that he just, like, fucking could not stop himself from stealing a car and trying to save him. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, me too. They're friends. Yeah. I don't know. It's a cool movie in a lot of ways that we can't talk about when we're looking at it through a queer bait lens, you know? And, like... I can talk about it when we're looking through a queer bait lens. No, I mean, we've, we've talked about things that are good about it. Like, Let's I talk know. about it's fate. Like... <sighs> Let's talk yeah. about the carceral system. It's... Exactly. Let's talk about how Zero got picked up for... Uh, I think like truancy or something. Oh yeah, for stealing shoes out of a payless. Um, five days after Stanley did, but he ended ended up at the prison camp before him, mm-hmm. and was implied a considerable amount of time beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the book it says that it's because uh, they wanted they they had to wait for a while for the baseball player to like show up at the trial to testify, but also like. Why the fuck wasn't he at Zero's trial? Yeah. Because Zero threw the shoes. But Zero got caught stealing shoes oh, from a actually... payless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fucking true. That's right. Yeah, just like a random, like, sh- like shoe theft. And he got, yeah. you know, the same punishment that, <clears throat> that, uh, that Stanley did. And he was there sooner. Mm-hmm. For stealing, like, a pair of donated, like, half a million dollar worth shoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's a lot going on there. I... It's, it's a good movie uh, and a good book and people should read it. <clears throat> and also watch it. And also maybe listen to our podcast a few more times and tell us what uh, is your gender. Peach, onion, or fungus. Yeah. <laughs> God, I can't wait to use this lens on the rest of our podcast. Any every piece of, yeah, yeah, every piece of media we consider with three characters in it. I can't wait to do this because our list of what we consider characters is growing. First it was what's their net ability, and now it's like, is there gender yeah. peach onion or fungus? Aragorn Gimli Legolas. Oh God damn it. I know that's a hard one. There's not a stinky one in there. It's kind of fuck, Mary kill, but with <laughs> gender. Okay, it's going to be controversial. Uh-huh. 
I uh-huh. dang. Um, the uh, Legolas is the fungus. Um, because he's not like doing anything, but he is there, and you have to be aware of his presence at all times. Uh, Gimli, the hearty onion, mm-hmm. just a hearty, hearty onion, mm-hmm. and uh, Aragorn is a delicate peach. He is. He so is. He is mm. such a peach. He is such a. I just want to take a nap and I want to be held. And everyone's like, "No, you must be king." And he's like, "I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking wanna." I don't. I want to sleep on GF titty. <laughs> I want to go see my hot elf wife again. <laughs> So there's that. I'm glad I answered this question so quickly and so easily. Yeah, thank you. That was that was true skill. Yeah, I was I was Yeah. Very, very expertly. Yeah, well reasoned, perfect <laughs> argument. That's why we're all scientists here. Yeah. We're <laughs> That's exactly hey, right. Do you guys want to know what our we're doing next time? Is perfect. And so is our assessment of genders. Exactly. Yeah, we are perfect <laughs> there's categorizers. That there's three of them. <laughs> and that they're onion, peach, and fungus. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And let me tell you, a lot a lot of people are in the fungus category. A lot more people than you would think. <laughs> we have so much wisdom to share with Tumblr <laughs> from this episode. All you Tumblr girlies, I want to see uh, John Watson in that dark eye shadow, and I want to specific. I want to see him in the uh, leather bondage outfit that um, Johan was in from Yu Gi Oh GX. Being real, getting my ass box with these. Yeah, please. I'm not joking. <laughs> at we rate queerbait at tumblr.com. <laughs> hey guys, want to know what we're doing next week? I know it's going to be such a big surprise. What is it? I would love to know. Wouldn't it be such guess. a fucking curveball if I said Yu-Gi-Oh! GX? <laughs> <laughs> I just never went to Return of the King. We're taking a break. <laughs> break lasts forever. Judai, Johan, and... Yuko. Don't ask me that question. Judai is the fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Judai is the fungus because he sent his boyfriend to space. He sent his fucking no-biny boyfriend to fucking space to have him blown up and then got him surgically removed from his brain. Hell yeah. I look... God, once again, we need that camera because that statement just put the biggest look of confusion on Sky's face. I love Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. I've seen, like, decent bits of it and every time I learn a fact about it, it's a new one. Brand new world. Me too. Wide That's open. what happens every time I watch it too. I'm like, the brand new fact just dropped in my head. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is just like a, really is just a fucking show where things happen. Just the it? ultimate thing where, a show where things happen and you're just like, all right, <laughs> sure. We're doing Return of the King, actually. Love- Sorry about it. I know I got you all very excited to not hear about Lord of the Rings for a little bit, but no, we're talking about Return of the King, uh, and we are going to I'm talk about good. those hobbits carrying each other up a fucking mountain. Time to appreciate Samwise Gamgee more I can't wait to think about Samwise Gamgee for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm so ready In a for normal it. way. I can't wait to talk about how in the movie where Frodo gives him a tender little kiss on the forehead while he's sobbing... <sighs> Uh, I can't wait to talk about uh, I'm happy to be here with you at the end of all things. Yeah, sure, man. Let's fucking me when I'm me when I'm straight. Me when I'm straight. 
Me when I'm not in love with you. Man, I'm so glad I'm here with you at the end of everything. Extremely straight stuff. Hey, um, whoa. Whoa. Sorry, we lost headphones for a second. Uh, did you know you could uh, find this podcast at WeWereQueerBait at Twitter.com? And you can find me on twitter.com at Groovin Gasly and you can find me on another podcast called the Sonic Shuffle or Random Holistic Sonic Lore Podcast. That's crazy. Um, did you know you can also That's find wild. the show on Tumblr at Be Right Queerbait and our Hunter Hunter stuff at Go Next Well Eggs Hunting and I'm also on Bandcamp at L Sky. You can find me asleep in this closet because I'm about I'm about to fucking pass yeah. out. Uh, you can also find me on the podcast called Check Out This Guy, where we talk about the various OCs we've made and how good and normal they are. The last one we recorded, which will probably be out by the time you listen to this, uh, we talked about our OCs from the tabletop role-playing game Speeding Bullets, a game that tells you to make up a character from the Sonic the Hedgehog universe and assign them one of 326, I think, genders yeah. based on the possible story paths of shadow the hedgehog 2005 video game incredible and listeners there's one thing you can do for us uh before you head out (laughs) there's three of us no and there's three (laughs) genders do not invite that so you know just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you want to come on Anon and tell us if which you want, if you want to let us know which one God. could be the peach, which one is the onion, and which one is the stinky foot fungus. And I swear to God, anyone who puts me as the stinky foot fungus, I will find you and I will speak to you in a behaved manner. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up because whoever gets fungus does have to be kicked off the pod. I know. Because the other ones are going to team up with their laser beams. The other two are going to do the fusion dance and kill them. It's so sad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Uh That'd be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Unless... Unless. Sorry, I had to I had to cough and then my throat just filled with I don't know what that was. Anyways, good night. Good night. Bye bye.